like not basically can you can you just not can you just not do you know that that's like accidentally become a default thing that I actually say out of anger now can you not yeah and it's so dumb I think the last time I said it like at treatment my dad like made a gross joke to the nurse and I was just like um could you not and then he was like really (laughs) offended and I was like sorry it's like I mean, I say that too, but I feel like I say it when I'm trying to like make fun of teens or no, something. No, that's how I started out saying um, it, and now it's not a real thing, <laughs> like calling yeah. people girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel that everything that we start doing as a joke becomes part of us for real. That's true. Yeah. Wait, tell me about this dream that you have. Oh, it's like, it's a dream that is true in life. Mm-hmm. But it just, it really upset me and it like put me in a bad mood the whole rest of the day. I just had a dream that like, I thought I was going to an amazing concert and I was like, oh my God, I can't wait. I can't wait to see this band. And mm-hmm. it was, I like, it was no band in the dream, no specific band. Uh-huh. But I was like, this is going to be the best. I can't wait. I've been looking forward to this for years. And then right before the show, it's like, ladies and gentlemen, Michael McDonald. <laughs> and I was like, what? This isn't what I paid for. Um, and then it was just a whole Michael McDonald concert. And the dream didn't let me stop it. That No. Part of you. Oh, no, part Robin. I don't think, I don't know if you know this, but. You hate Michael McDonald? A lot. But maybe a you lot. need to see him live. No. Then it'll be different. No, it makes me really mad. Like, I hate every I I single like thing about essence. him. I hate the. I hate his voice. I hate how he takes himself so seriously. I, get a real I hate how he ruined him. the Doobie Brothers. I hate him. I hate him. I hate you, Michael McDonald. Okay. Coming in so hot, scorching hot. I can't help how I feel. I had a really upsetting dream last night. Um, so as you know, maybe is getting yes. her tooth surgery on on Wednesday. I'm very nervous about it. It's going to go just fine. Ugh. Well, in my dream last night, I, I had a nightmare that she ran away. And that no. she was lost in the woods. Oh, my God. Like, my I had, I mean, you know that the so most scared. upsetting dream I've had in my life was your son. my son. I'm going to share it with the listeners. Guys, Ugh, this so is gross. maybe the worst dream. Uh, I had a dream that Blue was sick and... No one knew what to do, and then suddenly I was like, I know what to do. And I took a saw, and I cut off his head, and he was alive still. And then I sliced just a little bit off more, and then I put the head back on, and he was fine. But there wasn't even any blood. It was just like I took his head off. It was like a CD-shaped meat Yeah, I removed like a, a round... Yes, a a round disc from him and then put the head back on and he was totally fine. But it truly is like I I woke up and felt very sick to my stomach and like, (laughs) oh, God, I I couldn't even like look at Blue and he tried to cuddle me the whole Mm -hmm. day. And I was like, you don't even know. I'm so sorry, my son. Oh, anyway, that's a spirit. This is the podcast. Spirit. (laughs) Wait, really quick. Okay, no, let's enter. No, let's forget it. Um, I'm gonna tell you about another dream, but nobody wants to hear that. Okay, welcome to that. Welcome that's the spirit. That's the spirit. It's a podcast about ghosts. It's a podcast about ghosts, and guess what? We're like 
right in the middle of September. It's getting cold we're the soon. Thick of the season. Yes. Well, not not fully, but we're we're getting into it. This week is kind of jam packed for us. This Saturday is officially With fall, so that's amazing. Yeah, we have the Morbid Anatomy at uh, Greenwood Cemetery event mm-hmm. on Friday. We're going to the fucking rent fair in Tuxedo, New York, on Saturday. Oh. We have our show, which tomorrow. will be oh Wednesday. God. It will be tomorrow. But I hope it went well, listener. God, I mean, we probably like brought the house down as usual. Oh my! God. I can only hope. I mean, so if you guys I don't see, maybe see enough. I don't know. So I don't know. There's going to be a lot happening. We it's going to be fun. Look super hot, and by this time, probably maybe's in surgery already. And I'm gonna say it went well. It went really well. Thank you all for coming. Thank everyone for coming. Um, yeah. Yeah. We have a and lot of cool stuff coming yeah. up, too. We're going to go to go to the Sleepy Hollow uh, Cemetery. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're really diving deep into we're the ghost stuff. Um, but we really would appreciate some more mm-hmm. recommendations of places to go and see and visit and enjoy. Yeah. Uh, now this isn't this doesn't have to do with our brand as much as it is just in the news. Um, Post Malone has been cursed by the Dybbuk box. <gasps> Did you see this? No, I sent this in a in a group chat. But there is video of Zach Bagans taking the protective case off of the the Dybbuk the box. One. Of course, dude. of course, he owns it. Yeah, and he, he touches it. And he's like, for the first time ever, I feel compelled to touch it. Post Malone, I don't know why he's there. I guess guesting on an episode of Ghost Adventures. What? He must be. And Post Malone, like, touches Zach's shoulder, and then he touches the Dybbuk box, and then Post Malone, like, screams and, like, drags him out of the room. Anyway. What? Apparently, Zach Bagans is, like, he is for real cursed. And that <laughs> would explain that he's had, like, a bunch of near-death experiences in the past month. Like, do you remember when that plane, something about, like, a plane... The landing no. gear didn't go down, That and he was on the plane. I don't know. This is it's, it's tough for me to hear this news because separately on my Celebrity Blind Items website, mm-hmm. I read that he kind of two-timed a famous um, cartel leader's daughter <gasps> and that he has an actual hit out for him. Wow. So if he does die, I will put my money on it being that rather than... Um, the box, but then, you know, I guess it could be both. Got a confession. Tell me. Who's Post Malone? Now, I have a double confession. I've never heard (laughs) his music. Honestly, when you said it the first time, I thought you were talking about a specific postman. I know that he is a a white rapper with face tattoos. Okay. And that's Honestly, doesn't even narrow it down that much. Yeah, Um, I know. Um, You know what? I wish him well. I hope he's not cursed, whoever this like man is. He looks like he could have, like, gone to high school. Look, I hope he can continue living his life delivering letters. He does seem nice. Post Officer Min Malone. The letters are I and <laughs> Oh, my he God. fucking die. All no, right. That was good. That fine. was a funny joke. Thank you. But, Zach Bagans, help your friend out. Yeah. I mean, find a way to... I mean, do something. Probably also get rid of the fucking Dibble box, dude. I don't think he owns it. I feel like they were, like, in a museum. I don't know. I, I do he, want to watch that episode now, though. Huh, okay. I mean, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of course. Of course you do. <sighs> I can't tell if it's rumbling, tumbling, thundering out, or I'm just hearing stuff. I don't think it's thundering out, but... I Could heard, be anything. I heard a bump, a bump in the night. Could be anything. Ugh. 
Well, guys, I'm trying to think of other cool stuff that's happened in the last week that we can catch people up on, but honestly, nothing. We already told you about The Nun. Yeah, The Nun was just okay, as, he, as, oh, as you all know. One huge revelation for me was that the actress who plays The Nun mm. also played that surprise jump out bum in Mulholland Drive. Amazing. Incredible. Her Incredible range. to know that Their we have range. been like a secret fan of this woman for We've like loved her for decades. So long. Oh my god. I went real deep on her Instagram too. She's great. Yeah, she is great. One actress. time on a first date someone asked me what my favorite rom com was and it's a joke I said Mulholland Drive. <laughs> and it they is were a like beautiful story. They were like, that's pretty like sick of you. And I was like, I I said it as a joke, but I actually do think that I'm I'm serious now. Kind of like everything that we say is a joke. It's just, yeah. (laughs) That scene in particular. So good. Oh, The crying. Also, let me just say that David Lynch got, I mean, really shafted this year for the Emmys. Oh, yeah, I know. Which are on tonight, and I don't really care that we're not watching them. I hope that Betty Gilpin wins. I Yeah, I don't even know who's nominated, to be honest. She is. Oh, she's great. I just think I can't that believe Kyle McLaughlin wasn't even nominated. Twin Peaks The Return got fully snubbed. Like, what the fuck? It is insane to me. And... Did they just not watch it? Naomi, who is unbelievable. So incredible. Unbelievable. Like, honestly, we I wish... A tour de force. Oh, this time last year, The Return was on... Naomi on TV. <gasps> no, you, you don't never do. get that. You don't just get it. It's a special gift. It's a special treasure. And none it's of like, us even knew we were getting like the gift. It's like getting to watch uh, Nicole Kidman on Big Little Lies. It's oh like, my God. Oh, oh, right. She's a world-class actress. World-class. You just give her an Emmy for doing TV. Okay? Yeah, thank you for being here. Yeah, okay. We're, we're lucky that you came. Christ, Christ and Lord. <sighs> anyway, the Emmys, oh. you fucked it up. Watched the season premiere of the new American Horror Story season. I missed it. Uh, I liked it. I'm gonna. I won't say anything. So we'll talk about it after you watch Great. it. But um, I have to catch up on Cult and this new season that's happening right now. Yeah, ugh, I didn't like Cult. Just gotta watch it for Masera. Yeah, I get it. I just can't wait for Miss Lang to be back. My patron saint. No, I think it's only one episode. But Doesn't still, matter. I don't care. Take what I can get. Mm, I really, I really, Ooh, really will. I really will. Oh, also, guys. Oh my God, the new Sabrina show looks like my dream come true. I really can't wait for that. I cannot. I love wait. Karen Shipka. I do too. Sally Draper, witch for all time. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. Y'all should be too. Yep. It's it's amazing. Yep, 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 yep. Guys, I'm just gonna say it out loud too. I've just been <gasps> collecting a bunch of witch stuff. This whole week, I got a crazy hanging mirror for my really candle. Good. I got uh, a haunted picture of a ship that just says Boston under it for what? no reason. Where? Right there. Oh, oh yeah. It's got really old. It was apparently framed in France. And oh, no. Why did... It's got a real story, but now you, it's what? here. You don't... Ugh, I'm trying really hard not to get mad, dude. Yeah. You don't need to bring more haunted objects I do, though. Life. I do. It, it, it makes me feel good. Okay, well, don't come crying to me when you hear a bump in the night. I saged the whole place. Don't worry. Yeah, okay. I, like, ugh, I can't even get into this with you. I saged it, dude. It's it's totally good. I, I saged think that's it. Gonna, it makes it fine. Oh, my God. I'm excited. Oh, my God. So, everybody, um, the season is upon us. I mm-hmm. keep on saying it. But what I'm trying to do is manifest because it's still like 90 degrees in New York. It's, it's really hot. It's hot. Um, do you want to go? Yeah, is sure. Is it my turn or your turn? I don't know, but I'll go. I'll do anything. 
Oh, okay. I'm excited for yours. Robin okay. spoiled it I did, for I me had earlier. To spoil it because I had to cross check to make sure I hadn't. It is that neither of us had only done. right now is it getting to the point when, when I'm like I can't remember if we covered this. I I'll, yeah. I'll make a confession. I've been googling like, <laughs> ghost names, and then that's the spirit to be like, did we post about? That yeah, do we do this? I, yeah, we'll go through and make a list so that we avoid it. Because I feel like one day, inevitably, yeah. I'm going to be like, and blah, blah, blah. And you're going to be like, I did that one, dude. <laughs> like a year and a half ago. Like, also, we got to make a list because it's not too early to say. We have a special episode coming up. Oh, yeah, we for do. Halloween. Halloween. So get fucking ready for that because guess what? It's going to be really what? dramatic oh. and wonderful. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Tell me. All right, now pretty much everything I'm about to read is from one source, which is dark-stories.com. Whoa. Hadn't heard of them before? Great. Great coverage. Hyphen in the URL? Listener, <sighs> today I'm going to be telling you about the Mothman. The Mothman. 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 All right. <laughs> Mothman. <laughs> this is about John Mothman. <laughs> November 12th, 1966, outside of... Cl- Clendenin, you got it. West Virginia. It's hard to say. <laughs> Clendenin. Clendenin. Nice. Five men were in the local cemetery that day preparing a grave for burial when something that looked like a brown human being, problematic, flew mm. out of some nearby trees and flew over their heads. The men Whoa. were baffled. <laughs> it did not appear to be a bird, but more like a man with wings. Oh, man. More sightings took place over the course of the next few days, and it had the entire region talking. Oh, my God. That scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Sorry, guys. People, in, people are just moving some furniture. Somebody just scooched a chair in the upstairs part. Unless it's a ghost. <laughs> Fucking ship painting. Yeah. All right. <laughs> November 15th, two young married couples were driving past an abandoned TNT plant near Point Pleasant, West Virginia. The couple spotted two large eyes that were attached to something that was... Quote, shaped like a man, but bigger. Maybe Ooh. six or seven feet tall. All right, a man can be six feet tall. Yeah, for sure. And it had big wings folded against its back. Okay, that, that's, that's different. different. Yeah. When the creature moved toward the plant door, the people panicked and drove away. But moments later, they saw the same creature on a hillside near the road that they were oh. speeding past. Oh, so it like flew it, like, faster? And then, like, yep. caught up with them? Flap, flap, flap. Oh, my God. It spread its wings and rose into the air, following oh with their car, which by now was traveling at over 100 miles per hour. Wow. That thing kept right up with us, said one of the group. They told the deputy sheriff that it followed them down Highway 62 and out to the city limits, and they were not the only ones that saw it that night. Another group of four witnesses claimed to see what they called the bird three different times throughout the night. So... At 10.30 that same evening, Newell Partridge, a local building contractor who lived about 90 miles from Point Pleasant. Now, what's Newell short for? Newellington? No, I think it's just Newell. N-E-W-E-L-L? Newell? Maybe Newell. Yeah, I think... Am I saying the same thing you're saying? That's... Yes. Okay. Newell. Just trying to picture it. Yeah, N-E-W-E-L-L. Gotcha. Um, so he lived about 90 miles away from Point Pleasant, uh, was watching TV when the screen suddenly went dark. My worst fear. What? He stated that a weird pattern filled the screen, and then he heard a loud whining sound from outside that raised and pitched and then ceased. He said it sounded like a generator winding up. No. Um, no. His dog, Bandit, I love you, Bandit, oh. began to howl out on the front porch, and Newell went out to see what was going on. 
When he walked outside, he saw a bandit facing the hay barn about 150 yards from the house. A hay barn? A hay barn. Guys, it's West Virginia. Amazing tip. We've never covered. Stay away from stay away from a hay barn. A hay barn is possibly I can't think the of scariest like a place. place. Yeah, it's the scariest place I could yeah. think of. Like anything I, could be in the hay barn at any time. There's no lights. It's purposefully it's far only away for hiding. It's covered in hay. Yeah, it's it's covered in hay. You know that the light's going to be on there, and you didn't turn it on. No, there's you no can see yeah. a shadow moving under the door. It's got like a weird uh, a shape to it that isn't like natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't go into the barn. Um, and also, like, if you've got a giant barn on your property, Airbnb that baby out. Yeah. Why not? Definitely. All right. So, Partridge shone a flashlight in the direction of the hay barn and spotted two red circles that looked like eyes or bicycle reflectors. They, uh, the moving red orbs were not animals' eyes, he said, and the sight of them frightened him. Yeah, obviously. Uh, Bandit, an experienced hunting dog and protective of his territory, shot off across the yard in pursuit of the glowing eyes. Partridge called for him to stop, but the animal paid no attention. Newell turned and went back into the house for his gun, but then was too scared to go back outside. You abandon your baby. You abandon your bandit? You abandon your bandit. He slept that night with his gun propped up next to his bed. Um, but the next morning, he realized that Bandit had disappeared. That's insane. Yeah, I think you realized the night before. I hate him. The dog had still not shown up two days later when Partridge read in the newspaper about the sightings in Point Pleasant. Justice for Bandit. God damn it. Uh, one statement that Newell read in the newspaper chilled him to the bone. Roger Scarberry, one member of the group who had seen the, the strange creature outside the TNT plant, okay. said as they entered the city limits of Point Pleasant, and I hate to say this, they saw the body of a large dog lying <gasps> on the side of the road. Oh, no. A few minutes later no. on their way back out of town, it was gone. Oh, they even no. stopped to look for it because they knew that they had just passed it. Newell immediately thought of Bandit, who was never seen again. Oh, Lord. Newell... Fuck you. You did this. Fucking asshole. God. On November 16th, a press conference was held in the uh, county courthouse, and the couples from the TNT plant sighting repeated their story. Deputy Halstead, who had known the couples all their lives, took them very seriously. And basically, he was like, they have no reason to lie. They've never been in trouble. Like, they don't do drugs, whatever. Um, So the press dubbed the odd flying creature the Mothman after a character from the popular Batman TV series that was on then. Oh, Mothman is named after a Batman? Yeah. A Mothman? Wow. I mean, I guess it makes sense. They both use echolocation. I mean, it's always weirded me out, though, that it was the Mothman. Because it's like a giant seven-foot thing with giant wings and huge eyeballs. And it's like, gotta be. It's almost like a moth. Like, when I think of a moth, I think of, like, the most no. soft-bodied, murderable a thing small, tiny, like, a little bit furry, like even. Like, soft with, like, yeah, little weird yeah. insect jowls. Like, but, like, you see it, like, when you're going home late at night and the lights of, like, on by your screen. And yes. you can just poke it and it would die. Yeah, or just, like, fly away nicely. Yeah, or just be like... That being like, said, a seven-foot-tall moth would be very terrifying. Yeah, I, I've seen the fly. I don't like it. Have you ever seen that? Oh, man. It's like a very old movie called Mimic, I think. No. About, like, I I think it's a Guillermo del Toro movie. Oh, really? That I think Miramax produced, and he hated the edit of it or something. Mm. But 
Yeah, it's like a subway creature that has learned how to look like a person, like a silhouette of a person. Love that. But it's a gigantic bug. (gasps) Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It reminds me of the thing. I mean, the movie's just okay, but it is, it's like a fun monster movie. Yeah. I love a monster. Yeah. I guess you could compare him to Mothra. True. But then, just, you know, whatever. Doesn't matter. Um, so the remote and abandoned TNT plant became the lair of the Mothman, like according to local legend. Okay. Um, the area was made up of several hundred acres of woods and large concrete domes where explosives had been stored during World War II, and a network of, uh, of tunnels honeycombed the area and made it possible for the creature to move about without being seen. And in addition to that, it, uh, was comprised of the McClintic Wildlife Station, which was a heavily forested animal preserve filled with woods, blah, 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 blah. So basically it was in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by heavy woods, totally inaccessible. Perfect place. Nobody ever went in there. Perfect place to hide. Yeah. Very few homes were in that area, but one that was populated belonged to the Ralph Thomas family. On November 16th, they spotted a funny red light in the sky that moved and hovered above the plant. It wasn't an airplane, Miss Marcella Bennett, a family friend, said, but we couldn't figure out what it was. Doesn't narrow it down too much. No. Uh, Mrs. Bennett drove to the Thomas house a few minutes later and got out of the car with her baby. Suddenly, a figure stirred near the automobile. She said, it seemed as though it had been lying down. It rose up slowly from the ground. A big gray thing, bigger than a man, with terrible glowing eyes. Jesus. Mrs. Bennett was so horrified that she dropped her baby. (gasps) But then she quickly picked her up and ran into the house. The family locked everyone inside, but hysteria gripped them as the creature shuffled onto the porch and peered (gasps) into the windows. Oh my God. (laughs) If I was in that inside that house it would just be non-stop like ah, ah, the shrieking ah, that would be yes. happening first of all i think that i would my instinct would be to punch my bare fist through the window no i would screaming. definitely just be running around screaming like ah, ah, like, I'm like you know in um Ugh, signs when when they're yeah. all just running around the house yelling with that's, bats. Yeah, like, yes. <laughs> I would so, just be like grabbing weapons of yeah. stuff near me and then looking I mean, at it and just screaming mind. right at it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would also be trying God. to take a photo of the it, if it happened now <laughs> and like I'd probably get myself killed not paying attention. <laughs> trying to insta the whole experience. I have nightmares like that. Ugh. Um, so they called the police, but <laughs> obviously the Mothman had vanished by the time they arrived. Mrs. Bennett didn't recover from the incident for months and was tormented by frightening dreams, understandably. It would take me, like, years. Yeah. She said that she could often hear a keening sound near her isolated home on the edge of Point Pleasant. Many would come to believe the sightings of Mothman, uh, as well as UFO sightings in the area and Men in Black sightings in the area, Do you know a lot about the Men in Black? No, well, only what I've heard on the last podcast on the left. Yeah, they did a pretty deep... Um, like a four-parter yeah, or something really about good. it. Yeah. And it was it was maybe one of the scarier mm. ones for me to yeah. listen to. It was really spooky. Ooh, I, we highly recommend that uh, oh, yeah. multi-episode Arc. treat. Um, for nearly a year, strange happenings continued in the area. Researchers, investigators, and monster hunters descended on the area, none so famous as author John Keel, who has written extensively about Mothman. 
Um, and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, he's been controversial because he's, like, a conspiracy theory guy. Mm. Can, I have a, can I have a question? Yeah. Do they... Is there a theory that maybe this man holds or other people hold about origins? Because... If they, if he was first seen near an abandoned TNT plant, it, it, part of me is like, was there, was there some goo? There did, might have did, been some. Did kind a of guy get in some goo? goo? There That's might have I'm been saying. a guy that got in some goo, dipped himself up and <laughs> dipped his body in some goo. Gotten some goo. A seven foot tall ex TNT builder into like a, a flocking machine and yeah. became fuzzy. Yeah, I, I don't know. No, I mean, <laughs> was I, I just think somebody got into some goo, and that's what and Mothman Ugh, was born. I hate that phrase. Mm-hmm. Got into some goo. That's what I'm gonna. No, never mind. According to Keel, man has had a long history of interaction with the supernatural. He believes that the inter. Okay, this is kind of crazy. Basically, he believes in the presence of gods of old, and the manifestation of these elder gods comes in the form of UFOs and aliens, monsters, demons, demons, angels, and ghosts. I'm willing to believe a lot of stuff. I no, that's I don't bullshit. believe that. Yeah. I'm way more inclined to believe the goo theory. Yeah, the goo. So Keel became the major chronicler of the Mothman case and wrote that at least a hundred people personally witnessed it. Wow! Uh, between November 1966 and November 1967, wow. according to almost every report, the creature stood between five and seven feet tall, was wider than a man. Let me just like, say, five and seven feet tall is just like what a human size. would be. Yeah. Also wider than a man. I don't really know how you can make that Rude. distinction. Yeah. Um, and shuffled on human-like legs. I mean, I don't, don't like the shuffling. I don't like the shuffle. But Especially if you fell in goo, like, yeah, you're going to shuffle. Can you imagine how scary it is for something to, like, slowly shuffle like, up to your porch? <laughs> just with giant yeah, eyes slowly like, shuffling. Oh. Yeah. I picture like like a moth having the fucking dumbest voice. Um, (laughs) Its eyes were set near the top of the shoulders, which I don't like. And it had bat-like wings that glided rather than flapped when it flew. Wow. Strangely, uh, people said it was able to ascend straight up like a helicopter. Witnesses also described its skin as being either gray or brown, and it emitted a humming sound when it flew. I always pictured a mothman as gray, right? I picture it as kind of like a downy white. I mean, if I'm really so picturing many kinds mothman, of moth, it's nice and fat and cute. Yeah, it's plump and fuzzy. Yeah, and the, and the wings and are like kind of small. It looks like a literal moth, it's and cute. it has a dumb fucking voice. Yeah, right. I like it. The Mothman was uh, <laughs> incapable of speech and gave off a screeching sound. <laughs> I guess that kind of lines up with it having a dumb voice. Yeah. Mrs. Bennett stated it sounded like a woman screaming. So, yeah. Fun. Um, so, John Keel got to Point Pleasant in December 1966. So, he was, like, on the scene immediately. Wow. He got reports from, like, everybody in town, uh, collected evidence, blah, 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 blah. Some of the evidence explained away the other phenomenon. Like, there were actual electrical problems interfering with televisions and stuff like that. Um... Him and his fellow researchers also uncovered a number of short-lived poltergeist cases. Okay. Which I don't think has no. anything to do with that. Um, but John Keel was convinced that the intense period of activity was all connected. Uh, let's see. A reporter named Mary Heyer, who was at the Point Pleasant correspondent, or who was the Point Pleasant correspondent for a local newspaper, wrote extensively about local sightings. After one very active weekend, she was deluged with over 500 phone calls from people who had seen strange lights in the skies. 
One night in January 1967, she was working late in her office in the courthouse and a man walked in. He was very short and had strange eyes that were covered with thick glasses. He also had long black hair that was cut squarely, like a bowl haircut. She said that he spoke in a low, halting voice and asked for directions to Welsh, West Virginia. She thought he had some sort of speech impediment, and he terrified her. Wow. (laughs) She said, he kept getting closer and closer to me, and his funny eyes were staring at me almost hypnotically. So she called the manager to the office, and they spoke to the little man together. She said at one point uh, she answered the phone when it rang, and the little man um, picked up a pen from her desk and looked at it in amazement, as if he had never seen a pen before. That's an alien. Then he grabbed the pen, laughed loudly, and ran out of the building. Wow. You know what? I was Could thinking just about the description of this person, and I was like, little man. yeah, maybe we, maybe New so Yorkers are guy. like, that just seems like what I, uh, just a regular yeah, folks. Yeah, just like a subway guy. Yeah, he just needs a pen. A um, few weeks later, she was crossing the street near her office and saw the same man. So, yeah, when he realized she was watching him he freaked out turned away and ran for a large black car that suddenly came around the corner the little man climbed in and it quickly drove away wow yeah unbelievable by that time most of the sightings had come to an end mothman faded away into relative obscurity but the story of point pleasant wasn't over yet at five in the evening on december 15th 1967 the 700 foot bridge linking point pleasant to ohio suddenly collapsed while filled <gasps> with rush hour traffic what dozens what? of vehicles plunged into the dark waters of the ohio river and 46 people were killed two <gasps> of those were never found and the other 44 are buried together in the town cemetery of what Gal- gallipolis ohio on the same tragic night, the James Lilly family, who lived near the TNT plant, counted more than 12 eerie lights flashing above their home and then vanishing into the forest. That's... That's... Yeah. The collapse of the Silver Bridge made headlines all over the country. Mary Heyer uh, went days without sleep as reporters descended on the town. Obviously, everybody was horrified. During Christmas week, a notably short man entered her office. He was dressed in a black suit and a black tie, had high cheekbones, narrow eyes, and an unidentified accent. Did he have a bowl cut? Probably. Oh, no. Uh, He was not interested in the bridge disaster, she said, but wanted to know about local UFO sightings. She was too busy to get back home. I know. He's like, help me. Need a ride. Where do I go? (laughs) She handed uh, the man a file of related press clippings. He was not interested and insisted on speaking with her. And then she finally got fed up and told him to leave the office. The same night, an identically described man visited the home of several witnesses in the area who had reported seeing lights in the sky. Wow. He made all of them very uncomfortable, and while he claimed to be a reporter, he inadvertently admitted that he did not know where Columbus, Ohio was, even though the town that he claimed to be a reporter from is just a few miles away from it. Ooh, wow. As I mentioned, John Keel believes that Point Pleasant was a window area, a place that was marked by long periods of strange sightings, monster reports, and the coming and going of unusual persons. Actually kind of reminds me of Twin Peaks. Yeah. Um, He states that it may be wrong to blame the collapse of the bridge on the local UFO sightings, but the intense activity in the area at the time does suggest some sort of connection. Others pointed to another supernatural link of strange happenings, blaming uh, something that I won't even get into, the events on the legendary cornstalk curse that was placed on Point Pleasant in the 1770s. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need you to at least tell me what that is. I because don't the corn, know. the 1700s cornstalk corn curse. Cornstalk curse. Here I go. Are you looking at? I need to know. All right. I need to know. It will really kind of bring it all together right away. I with just the thought corn it might stock. be 
too much. I thought there might be too much. I just, there. I just need like a quick, like an elevator speech yeah. about the cornstalk curses because I almost want that curse. No, dude, I'm sure it's like a blight. Anyway, I'm not growing that is corn. the story of the Mothman, uh, the abridged version. Unbelievable. And um, yeah, I mean, I know that. I, I vaguely remember watching the Mothman prophecies when it came out and being really scared. Um, and I believe the only scene that I remember is I think it's like Jake Gyllenhaal is on the phone with like an anonymous like Mothman voice. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, if you're so psychic, what do I have in my pocket? And he just goes, trapstick. stick. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> And, like, it was so funny, but also scared the fuck out of me. Yeah, I mean, that's <sighs> terrifying. Chapstick. Guys, yeah. uh, corn stalkers, mm-hmm. it's just Native American curse. Oh. Right. Uh, and ha- so once people came to, like, West Virginia, there was a Native American war chief called Chief Cornstalk. Okay. He later became a friend to the Americans, but treachery, deception, and murder would bring an end to the chief's life, and a curse he placed on Point Pleasant would linger for 200 years, bringing tragedy, death, and disaster. We'll have to do a a small addendum just about the Cornstalk curse, because Chief Cornstalk probably had a lot to say. I mean, yeah. This This is a whole thing. And I honestly That's why I just cannot on, understand. I was like, oh yeah, they said it could be this whole entire other. I thing. can't understand how they're how they're related because even googling it right now, it's like Mothman and Cornstalk curse. I don't know. I think it's just the area itself is like fucked up. Yeah, I get. There's so many tragedies like, listed there is right just a here. Curse on the land. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's incredible. Um. Thank you. Do you? Have a spooky ghost for me. Well, I do and I don't. I do and I don't. I do and I don't. Okay. I got inspired by your Mothman. Oh, my God. And I I thought to to myself, perhaps I could find another beastie to do. And I did find one that was, like, too short. And it was the British equivalent, which is just Owl Man. (laughs) Which is like it's like this is pretty much even Aren't the Wikipedia scarier than a moth. It, yeah, I mean they think it's just a big owl, which is there's hardly <laughs> anything on this, but it's like this is like it's kind of like the Mothman in that it's like a, a animal dash man, but basically that's the only it's way that it's the same. Owl. Like it also has giant eyes, but they're like this is definitely just an eagle owl, Many which is a do. giant kind of owl. I like that though, like a priest. Yeah, and it was found. Beast. It was found like it was seen in like barns where like guess what owls fucking love to be. So that's true. And also, don't make us get into hay barns again. Don't, oh mm-hmm. lord. I mean, I can't even. Don't get me started, and because I'll never, I'll never <laughs> stop. I won't stop. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at pictures of eagle owls right now, and they're cute, but they're big. Yeah, I mean, an owl can be both. But I wouldn't mistake in that for a human ever. It depends if it's standing in, like, a certain way, you know? Like, with, like, all of its with weight like, in it's one standing hip on, and its on little its, wing if on its, its walking yeah. with its legs. You know how sometimes birds, like, will walk, like, owls will kind of, like, walk with their little leggies? <laughs> that is cute. Yeah, they're really cute. Like, and it looks like they're just mm-hmm. wearing little pantaloons and mm-hmm. they're, you know, I, I know. This one does know, look I, like I it's wearing know. tiny pantaloons. 
So I could see it in the right context. Yeah. You know. If anything, though, I'd be glad to see what I if that if I thought that was like a humanoid, I'd be like, good. No, you were like a little a little be- beaked humanoid man with Fun. talons. Wouldn't I'd be, be like, like come oh, here, no. you're my son now. You would not be like, come here, dude. Yeah, I think <laughs> I might. I think I might. If it was looking at me like that picture of a little owl man was cute. I'm picturing it like in the dark, and you're walking through the forest, and you're like, what? yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but then you're in the wrong place. It's, you, it's, it's, you're it's in the Owl Man's yeah. territory now. So what did you find? I found a different one. Okay. And it's called the Beast of Bladenboro. Where is that? North Carolina, which oh, also, shit. guys, crazy, crazy horrible storm. Everybody oh, gives a Red God, Cross. Yeah. Uh, do what you can to help all those Carolinians. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's still horrible, so please donate. Yes. Um, anyway, the beast, <laughs> beast of Bladenboro, refers to a creature responsible for a string of deaths in Bladenboro, North Carolina, um, mainly killing animals oh, no. in the winter of, uh, 53 and 54. Now, a lot of it would be like, whatever, like animals die, animals attack other animals. These animal deaths are like particularly weird. Uh-oh. According to witnesses and trackers. They think it's like if it wasn't this beast, they're like it's the closest thing it also could be is a wildcat of some kind. Shit. But I honestly don't know if like a mountain lion lives in North Carolina. I don't know either. I thought they were like a little bit more inland and a little bit more west. I thought yeah, I thought those were like more of a California thing. Yeah, or or like Colorado or something. Yeah. I have no idea. But um, they could live there, and you know I have a. Fail safe defense against a mountain lion. Oh. So if only I'd been there in 53 no. and 54. No, no, no. Uh, so, yeah, the nature of, like, the attacks mm-hmm. lends itself to a lot of speculation. Okay. The entity was known to uh, most commonly crush <gasps> or decapitate its victims, which were mainly dogs. Oh, God. Yeah, That's so, awful. I mean, like, this is... This is just like a, a cryptid that they've never figured out what was going on with it. Possibly related to the Bladenboro incidents, a dog was found in Clarkton, North Carolina, eight miles away, killed by what police chief Roy Fors reported witnesses as describing as, quote, sleek, black, and five feet long on December 29th, 1953. Oh, long? Yeah. Five, so, okay. So, like a, I don't know, like a panther. Yeah. Which... We don't have. No. So, on December 31st, two dogs belonging to a Blattenboro, Blattenboro, I don't know how to say this really, <laughs> man it. named Johnny Voss were found dead. These were reportedly a significant, there was a significant amount of blood at the scene near their kennels, hmm. and the dogs were, quote, torn into ribbons and crushed, oh according to Voss. God. This is his direct testimony. I'm going to do it in, in in his voice. Please do. I don't know how to do it. My dogs put up a good fight. Oh. There was blood all over the porch, big puddles of it, and there was a pool of saliva on the porch. It killed one dog at 1030 and left it lying there. And this is not, this is like you Louisiana. You too casual yeah. about what you're describing, too. <laughs> Let me try harder. My dog. dad wrapped the dog up in a blanket. That thing came back and got that dog and nobody's seen the dog since. <laughs> 
At 1.30 in the morning, it came back and killed the other dog and took it out. Why would you leave the other dog right there? Well, I mean, it's like eviscerated and in a blanket. So it's like, we can't bring it inside. It's like, no, no, no. Torn up. They left oh, the, the dog? living dog. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't make what any was sense. the other dog? It's different, I think. It's like, dogs rarely go inside, maybe at this time. Uh, it's the 50s in North Carolina. <laughs> okay? It's like country North Carolina you in think, the 50s. Yeah, whatever. Stuff is different. It's I, farmland, all right, too. All right. I mean, I would never, but I can see how it's different for like, Folks, I don't know. Listen, I'm not for it, but it, it happens this okay. way. We've okay, back into Johnny Voss's right, voice, everyone. We, we found it three days later in a hedgerow. <laughs> the top of one of the dog's heads was torn off, and its body was crushed and wet, like it had been in that thing's mouth. Ugh. The other dog's lower jaw was torn off. That's my general wow. southern accent. That was good, dude. I'm sorry for everyone if no, <laughs> everyone was, was offended. But I tried. On the next day, January 1st, <laughs> the first day of 54. What a year. Two more dogs were found dead in Blattenboro. I keep on pronouncing it wrong. Blattenboro. Oh. Yeah. Cool. I was trying to remember if, if my parents were, but no. At uh, Woody Storm's farm, one was, quote, sort of eaten up, according to a witness. On the night of January 2nd, a farmer named Gary Callahan reported that a dog of his had been killed. No! It almost seems like too many dogs at once, because it's like, a wild cat eats like, it's two full dogs. eating them, or it seems like it's just shredding them? No, it's eating them. Oh, okay. Because it came back for the rest of the first dog. Why would it do that if it right. wasn't eating them? It would have to be an insatiable creature. I mean, and that's not necessarily a wild cat. Well, four dogs in three days is a lot of meat. Yeah, like maybe a bird of prey getting it and leaving it. Yes, as somebody who's never looked this up and doesn't know how wildcats eat, somebody who doesn't understand how much meat it takes to sustain how much meat can a mountain lion eat if a mountain lion could chuck wood? Okay, probably like a hundred pounds. It's got to be at once. I don't know. Listen, two more dogs were found dead on January third. One of the dogs was autopsied. And according to police chief Roy Fors, quote, okay, Roy new accent. Seen it all. There's more than, no. <laughs> no, I can't oh, do it. Please go with that one. Okay, ready? Yep. <clears throat> there, there wasn't more than two or three drops of blood in it. The victim's bottom lip had been broken open and his jawbone smashed back. Chief uh, Roy Fors is 73 years old. Okay. In my, in my oh, imagination. Okay. Yeah. Fors also said that the dogs found dead so far. Um, what? Oh, he said about them. I can't. Okay. I'm not going to do the accent anymore. Okay. The ear of one dog was gnawed off and the tongues of two had been chewed out. Ew. Ew. Yeah. That's like personal. That's so gross. And weird. There's like easier meat. Right? To get. Ugh. Just As somebody take a, who's never eaten a tongue and Take never a chunk out of a leg or something. It, like, yeah, it's so gross. Why? According to the Charlotte News, on the night of the 5th, a pet rabbit was found cleanly decapitated no. and still warm. No! So it's, now it's just taking the heads off. On January 7th, a dead dog was found in a pasture near the Bladenboro Swamp. I guess, like, uh, trigger warning, too late, because there's a lot of dead animals I mean. in this. Um, okay, okay. Julian Shaw... Known as Tater to his friends. Oh, 
who owned a local gas station, my best friend, heard that a goat had died in a strange way and traveled to the edge of town to see for himself. Can you imagine a lifestyle where you're like, ding, hey there, any cool news? Yeah, there's, they found a dead goat a little while Don't away. Don't go out there, Tater. And he's like, like I'm wow. And he puts his hat on. It's like, it's like gas station's closed. Go Gotta go see myself a dead goat. My name's Tater. Yep. According to him, quote, his head was flat as a fritter. <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> you know that I love to describe <laughs> yes. animals as flat as a flapjack yep. or a flounder. He says okay. his head was flat as a fritter. It had a great big old track. It was weird. Shaw also claimed that whatever killed the goat killed cows and hogs. I think he's just like Tater just making wants the to get jump. On the news, yeah. yeah. So a couple people claimed to having encountered it. Resident Malcolm Frank reported seeing the animal crossing the street <laughs> in a crosswalk, or was he jaywalking? Yeah. He described it as quote about four and a half feet long, bushy, resembling either a bear or a panther. Maybe it was like a giant fisher cat or some kind of badger. I don't know. Yeah, Wolverine. According to the January 4th edition of the Wilmington Morning Star, okay, Could also period, be that applies to what I just said. Yeah. Oh, okay. A son of a Bladenboro man named Carl Pate reported seeing the monster as well on the night of January 3rd. According to him, quote, it was small and a little one just like it was running beside it. That That's just like a bears. bear. A third, but here's the thing. Bears hibernate in January. Maybe these were um, rabid. I don't even know if bears can get rabies. I don't either. Mmm. Tough stuff. Tough stuff. Probably more like cats then. I think that's why they probably think it's cats. Mm. Um, cats can get rabid. They can, for sure. Yeah. A third sighting uh, on January 3rd was reported by James Pittman. About 11 o'clock, I heard a strange noise outside my window like a baby crying. He went outside to follow the noise for, quote, close to a mile, which is insane. Are you kidding me? I saw bushes moving, but I never did actually see whatever it was. (laughs) These people were so bored that they were like, I guess I'll die tonight. I guess I'll go see a dead goat fly. I guess I'll 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 follow the disembodied child (laughs) cry. There's some kind of a ghost, baby. Lead me into the brush. Then he goes, however, I think it must have been close to 150 pounds the way it went through the bushes. So this man, trundling along behind a monster, yes, an unknown monster in the middle of the night. Eleven o'clock. That's pretty amazing. Around eight o'clock in the evening on January fourth, Lord Clemens claims to have seen the beast. The following account, reported in the Wilmington Morning Star, contains a physical description. (gasps) Tell us, Lloyd. I got two dogs. I'm not going to say the name of this first one because it's offensive, and the little one, Pee Wee. That's, uh, he's bigger, so that's why it's funny. Funny. Me and my wife were sitting here in the living room. We heard the dogs get awful restless. My front light was on, and Larry Moore had his back light on. Must be a neighbor. I glanced out the window and saw this thing. It had me plumb spellbound. <laughs> it was about 20 inches high. It had a long tail, about 14 inches. That is a long fucking what? tail. The color of it was dark. It had a face exactly like a cat. This is just a big cat. (laughs) Only I ain't ever seen a cat that big. It was walking around, stealthy, sneaky, moving about, trying to get my dogs. I jumped for my shotgun and loaded it and went out to shoot it, but it moved into the darkness right away, and I couldn't find him again. Oh, 
god. I love it. It's like, looks just like a cat. Like, it's like, just like a cat. It's a cat, but dude. It was so big. Yeah. It couldn't have been couldn't a cat. It couldn't possibly it's be like, a big cat. Why wouldn't it just be a big cat? I don't know. A group of hunters from Wilmington, including S.W. Garrett, G.V. Garrett, and Come Joe on. Gore, spent that night tracking the creature for three miles around Swampland. God, According I, to them... Give us a movie about I these know. country boys following I know. Following oh, this my monster. God. I need Tater's biopic. Uh, the, sh- the tracks showed claws at least an inch long, indicating an 80-pound to 90-pound animal. The beast's circling movement suggesting suggested it might have had offspring or a mate nearby, the hunter said. During the early hours of January 5th, Chief Forrest and one D.G. Pate, a lot of just two initials, last name people, witnessed the beast attacking a dog <gasps> from 100 or so feet Shit. away. According to them... The dog ran away, yelping, and was never found. Pate also reported seeing tracks along a creek bank near one of the attack sites. He said that there were two sets of prints, and one was smaller. Later that day, so that tracks with what the person said about there being a baby monster. Later that day in the early evening, Mrs. C.E. Kinlaw. So we got a SW, a GV, a DG, and a C.E., just so everyone's clear. <laughs> Went to her front porch upon hearing whimpering dogs. Mm. She saw what she described as looking like a, quote, big mountain lion. Oh, Guys, it's, it's a fucking mountain lion. It. Near it's the dogs, lion. three houses down. The creature ran towards her but turned and fled when she screamed. <laughs> Actually, that a mountain lion wouldn't do that. Yeah, you gotta plunge your hand and gotta throat. punch it right in the gullet. Ugh. Outside her home, the tracks left in the dirt road were bigger than a silver dollar, she said. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's according to Police Chief Forrest. Uh, here's a quote from C.E. Kinlaw. After we first saw it, my husband scared it away. It circled back and came running toward the porch where I was standing. I screamed, and it stopped on all fours, turned, and ran off. You know, the Bible speaks of sights and wonders before the end of time. This could be one of them. The Bible's coming true, day but day. Wow, little little bit early on that, but I like the enthusiasm. Guys, it was fifty four, so don't worry, it's not happening. Uh, yeah, um, seventy years old. A young boy named Dalton Norton reported seeing what he called a big cat. I'm so sorry, I just told a story about people who mistaken a mountain lion. <laughs> I love it. I can't. I couldn't pass it up. You you see why, right? A big <laughs> cat you love. on January six, according to him, we heard it. Okay, wait. We heard a noise on the porch. Oh my God. Whatever it was made a noise like a baby crying. It jumped off the porch and I watched it through the window. It went over to one house, then went off towards another, and I hadn't seen it anymore. Oh my God. That's Tiny Boy, Don you know, Norton. You know what does can sound a lot like that, what you described? What? Any kind of cat in heat. Any cat, yeah. Or just any cat any, in general. Any cat at all. That's their whole thing. Mm-hmm. I think the, the main it's weird thing is how much the cat likes to decapitate. That is alarming, yeah. but... It's you know, not, like, like, usual behavior. To yeah. just, like, be like, bunny rabbit, decapitate, a bunch of dogs, decapitate... It's really it rip is the jaw off, decapitate. It's for I think sure that's why people are like, "What the fuck?" Especially like a clean cut. Yeah. On January 11th, two cars stopped for an animal reported to be four feet long. Jeff Evers, one of the men in the cars, was quoted as saying the animal had runty-looking ears and brown, and being brownish and tabby, like Ooh, a cat would be. Forrest said the animal really upset the women. They were <laughs> wringing their hands oh, and like that. You know what, Jeff? I bet you wet Ooh, your fucking pants, your hands. asshole. There's now this section called Hunt for the Beast. Please. Are you ready for it? Mm-hmm. 
On January 3rd, police chief Roy Forrest searched for the creature with his dogs, but they reportedly not, would not follow the trail. No, don't bring your dogs don't on a dog to find dog, a dog-killing monster. Are you kidding me? Idiot. Of course they don't want to follow it. All their friends are dead. Yeah, okay, listen to this. Quote, a half dozen brave youths and their dogs. So they sent Give kids with their dogs. A movie about this event. I need it. Spent January 4th searching for the creature responsible for the deaths. So it's like, all right, boys, bring your love around dogs. Pet, like, pet puppies. <laughs> We're going to yeah. find this killer. Now let's watch them all die Insane. Us. That night, police chief Roy Forrest. Why do they just call him, like, Roy? Or, just call him Roy. I don't know. And eight to ten other officials conducted their own hunt separate from the children's hunt. Great, yes, and the children yeah. alone. Hunters who traveled to Bladenboro from Wilmington also searched for the beast that evening, tracking it for three miles around the swamp. Uh, on the night of January 5th, 500 people, and including their dogs, hunted through the woods for the creature, didn't find anything. The 6th... 800 people turned out what? to hunt for the beast in the swamps. Oh, my God. It was a real, it's like, a real crazy turnout, time. Yeah. Yes. Forrest planned to tie up dogs as bait to lure the creature Roy, in. don't you dare. Tie yourself, Roy. This particular plan was called off, fortunately. Good. And the hunt itself was also end- ended by officials as safety became a concern. Officials that were not yeah, the police thanks. chief. <laughs> On January seventh, uh, another eight hundred to one thousand people gathered to hunt That's the creature. Bananas. During the evening of the eighth, four fraternity brothers from the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill were the only reported hunters. Okay, so All it went right. from a thousand really people, a thousand people to four frat boys. Mayor Fussell officially <laughs> called off the hunt unless the creature made another uh, uh, obvious kill or there was a legitimate signing. The armed hunting parties of previous nights were too large for safety, and Forrest received a telegram from a humane society in Asheville, North Carolina, protesting his plan Thank to you. stake out dogs and bait, as bait for the creature, which Thank is, you, yeah, stop. Society. In an interview with Amy Hotz for Star News, Julian Tater Shaw. Tater. My hero. Recall. Everybody was scared. Everybody near about that had a gun was carrying it. I'm sorry. I'm, I can't stop doing the accent. <laughs> Anyhow, it was getting so bad, it was getting in the newspapers and the radio. There came hunter from everywhere. I mean, big hunters. What? what? <laughs> big hunters? Another gas station owner. Ooh, another gas station owner? Wow. They must be. Uh, competition. Jabe Frank said the panic, quote, kept snowballing and snowballing. It got so nobody would walk out on the street at night. Luther Davis, a local farmer, produced a dead bobcat, which, Mm, come on, leave bobcats alone. Questionable. On January 13th, he found the bobcat struggling with a steel trap in Big Swamp, four miles away from the city at 6 a.m. That's not when the beast appears. He proceeded to shoot it in the head, because he's an asshole. Like... Woodrow Fussell, the mayor of Bladenboro, told newspapers that the beast of Bladenboro had been found and killed. However, it was unlikely that such a small cat would yeah. have killed and mangled the dogs. Look at this thing. Look at this thing. No, that's teeny. It's a that's tiny. Like the size of my cat. It's a tiny baby. That's a tiny little baby. It's very fucked up that they did this. Aww. On the same day, Bruce Souls from Tabor City was leaving Bladenboro when he hit a cat with his vehicle. How many fucking cats are just a- running around? I don't know. According to reports, it was spotted like a leopard about 20 to 24 inches long and weighed about 75 to 90 pounds. What? He took the cat home with him to Tabor City. To be his he friend? He kept it. Yep. 
<laughs> Yet a third man. I like that. I like that ending. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> a third man is credited in some newspapers as having killed the animal. There are conflicting newspaper reports about whether it was Davis or Davis's or professional hunter and guide Barry Lewis's cat that Mayor Fussell photographed and sent to the press. Anyway, it doesn't matter. They think that they shot and killed the beast by killing a bobcat, but there's no possible. Oh, no, the picture is really no sad. It's so teeny. Possible way. <sighs> they think like maybe a bear or panther might have been. They, some people thought it was a coyote, but that's insane. Coyotes are so small. Maybe a wolverine that was just obnoxiously I mean, large. Fisher cats are, are vicious. They are, but they're not that big. Yeah, they're very right. small. Yeah. I mean, why couldn't there just be one outlier big animal? I think it probably was like some kind of really, really some vicious like cougar. Prehistorically large creature that was just happened to be like genetically a big a big guy. Look, I've yeah. I mean it's just it's it's just a leftover big guy. It's a big guy. It's a saber tooth. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I, I hope he's still tooth. out there. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think they got him. It doesn't sound like it. And by the sound of it. I love that one man that kept one to be his companion. Yeah. Uh, One more quote from Woodrow Fussell, mayor of Bladenboro, during the Beast of Bladenboro incident. Quote, we had to do something. The town was armed to the teeth. Even small boys carried guns. Chief of police, Ray, Roy Force, and I knew someone would be shot accidentally. The animal was about 90%. Imagination. Ten oh. percent truth. Oh. So they sacrificed <laughs> a baby. Then he goes. Cat. Newspaper reporters labeled it "quote the beast of Bladenboro" and called it a, a vampire. Which no, it didn't. No they one saw that. It, <laughs> it never happened at all. Amazing. They called it. They <laughs> killed the mayor's like. You want all, them to have called it a vampire? I also love a mayor who's like, yeah, we did all we could. It was pretty out no, of line. We they, had to deliver a body. All, it's all imaginary. It Everybody go home. Anyway, it was a vampire. Yeah, we're gonna just murder each other if we didn't show you a result. Yeah. <laughs> we did what we had to do. Yeah. Anyway, forget about it. P.S. Anyway, was a vampire. I guess it'll never come back. Mm. Good night. Mm, good night. Be careful, the vampire. Good night. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. nobody said it was a vampire before you did. He's like, what? <laughs> Who said it? Oh, it I love it. Just wow. stirring up wow. trouble. Wow. Wow. I apologize I really for that. all the uh, bad southern accents I did. No, I think you um, did good southern accents. I tried accents. my best, and it is uh, an accent that is near, near and dear to my heart. I, I think love it so you much. did really well. Thank you so much. Um, Tater, if you're listening, you're Tater. probably dead because that was the 50s, but I miss People you. People from the 50s are still alive, but barely. Tater probably was not. <laughs> I mean, I meant your... I mean, he would go for I would fun to go see a dead goat. And I, at at I minimum, what, 16? He could still be alive. He ran his own gas station. Yeah, he's, he's okay. You could do anything as I a guess, teen back then. I mean, I maybe, I don't know. You Tater, could, you could you be a homeowner there, at 16. You are out there, thank you. Thanks. Thank you for being, you know, the only port in a storm for the, the town of Bladenboro. Mm-hmm. And that man gas. who hit the panther yeah. with his car. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. befriended it. Took it home, Whew. revived it. Right. Yeah, so that was just a story that of was like legit, people who took it too I far. I really like this combo, the combo of the two together. Yeah, two beasties. A lot of dead dogs. I'm really sorry about that, guys. Eh, what can you do? Yeah, I mean, ugh, I didn't do it. It's just you didn't do it. history. They've history. been dead for like a really long time. Yeah, it's been like 70 years. Um, so by the time you hear this, uh, our live show will have already happened. Sorry if you came out for it. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you so much. You didn't. 
I have nothing to say to you. You missed out on some giveaways. I'll I'll say that. That's true. There's going to be some giveaways. Um, Yeah. We're going to be very nervous. Or me is going to be very nervous. Yeah, we're definitely going to be. But, yeah, please, uh, you know, you can visit us at thatsthespiritpodcast.com. Wait a sec. What's your tip? Oh, my God. I know. Can you imagine if we didn't do one? What would the people do? What? My tip? I guess my tip would be, like, please don't follow a cryptid into the woods like mm. especially for over a mile like yeah. just don't risk it what yeah. were you going to do if it stopped and turned around you yeah. know like it's not worth it and also don't have a hay barn don't have a hay barn yeah that's that's a really good one what about you um i think mine is probably t- bring your dogs inside yeah. Bring your dogs inside. They deserve to be inside. Mm-hmm. They deserve to be part of the family. Yes. And even if, like, you're the old sort who just think that animals are all farm animals, they should all... No. A dog's a friend, and it, it, it belongs inside your house. That's true. In the night, and when it's too hot out, and then when it's raining, and anytime it feels like coming in. Yeah. So, love your animals, and don't let them get eaten by a cougar. Cherish them. Yeah, cherish them. Uh, email us guys that's the spirit podcast mm-hmm. at gmail.com we will read them all yep. and respond we truly will and also if they're great tales we'll read them on the podcast and you can tweet at us at spirit pod and you can our website. find us yeah that's the spirit podcast.com and on instagram that's the spirit podcast mm-hmm. and we'll post some photos from the live show if you weren't able to make it yeah um yeah I think that'll do it. Yeah, that pretty much wraps it up, sums it all up. Well, we love you very much. And we'll see you in hell. See you in hell. Goodbye. Bye.